the moment the person who's there for them is someone they care about the most and now they're kind of put in danger put in a state of you know like pressure all that kind of stuff now the hero has to step up again to bring the reassurance or to bring back the control so it so because he cares about them too much he doesn't want to see them in danger the way he's always positioned do you get me mm-hmm. so this is also side with you because of the fact that yes the ones that he took his time to teach and all that kind of stuff is there for him but kind of like all might whenever deku's there all might's more vulnerable but in a dangerous way because now he's he's scared of this per of the person he cares about getting hurt the most because they're not ready to be in that position my name is charles and my name is Dario. and man we got something for you guys today so right off the bat as you guys know fridays we dedicate to our actual podcast series where we want to get out a good message that we believe people need especially nowadays for this new age for these new times that we believe can benefit you and we hope you take a message from just want to do a quick brief on what we have each day dedicated for so no one gets things mixed up on what we're about wednesdays we have dedicated as well as mondays for our trigger warning series where it's basically opinion-based conversations between me and dario so you know, I actually had a few different uh, messages and conversations with people who are like, this is completely different than what you showed us before. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that part clear right now. We have different days dedicated for di- different segments so you know exactly when to tune in for what you want to hear. Other than that, uh, Dario showed me a TikTok, actually. And man, that, that <laughs> thing had me questioning. So I said, yo, le- I think we can make a topic out of this. Yep. And without further ado, I'm going to show him the TikTok. I'm going to show the TikTok to you guys. Man, listen, Uraraka is out here trying to score some wifey points, all right? Not hero points, not rescue points. Wifey points. Because she's out here asking the big questions. Who protects the heroes when they are hurting? This is one of my most favorite questions when it comes to, like, hero Hero cinema? What? Hero media, okay? Because it's like, these heroes go ham for other people. But who's gonna go ham for them when they're hurting? All Might is out here hurting. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. Everybody thinks All Might is the shit. And then here comes Deku and he's like, yo, man, All Might kind of hurt, though. I need to save him. And now here comes Uraraka when Deku's hurting. This touches my heart. So basically, just to kind of give a brief description, because I know we didn't do that before playing the clip. Uh, So me and Charles, we both watch anime. And that is from a show called My Hero Academia. And recently, within this new season that they're doing right now, um, the main character, his name's Deku, he basically inherited this new power. And the only way for it to for him to use it, or the, the first time that he did use it, was out of emotions. And basically, in that clip, like, you know, there's a, a side character, another character that had to step up and just kind of let him know, like, hey, you're okay, you're safe. You know, don't don't, don't stress out, don't get all emotional to release all that, you know, all that power, all that energy, or whether, whether it was, like, I don't know if it was, like, anger, if it was sadness. It but- was uh, actual, what did they say it was? They said <clears throat> it's when he loses control of his uh, peace. Mm. So, yeah, so... Seeing it, you know, it's from an anime, but there's there's so many things that you see in animes, especially for me and Charles, where one small phrase or one little battle or one you just one scene 
and we can depict little things from there that actually make us think about things. So I had originally seen that TikTok and showed it to him because I had something that happened to me not too long ago where it was very similar. And I kind of wanted to get his input on it because I wasn't sure how I felt during that time. And it, w- it was more just like, you know, for Charles to kind of give me some like backup, but at the same time advice or for me to understand what was going on in that situation. So I don't, I don't know if there's anything you want to add on to it or. I mean, the first thing I want to ask, so we just have a quick um answer for the people is who's there for the heroes when they need help? So in my opinion, I just, I don't believe that there is someone. And if there is, it's a very, very small likelihood. And, you know, it's just very rare. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, in my case, like, yeah, I have you. I see you as a hero. And I know when I've gone through my stuff or my struggles and I need someone to talk to, I know I can turn to you. It's just during that time, we weren't seeing each other so consistent that we are now because of the podcast that uh, I had to just kind of deal with my own things and I had told myself you know what if it gets if, if, if I still feel the same way after a few days and I haven't been able to figure it out myself or work on it myself then I was gonna hit you up and tell you hey I really need to talk to you so for me you know it's just I just say no because I believe that me meeting you and how we we communicate and everything that's just like that was just out of luck in the sense of how we met where we met and everything for us to be where we are today to where i don't think everyone out there or majority of people out there have in my you know in mm-hmm. my eyes someone like you in that sense so okay and then for me to answer that which is funny because i originally told dario when we talked about this because he brought the tiktok to my attention a while ago and I originally told him, to be honest, dude, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's when you're a hero, that's part of the sacrifice of being a hero. You put yourself in the position where you're there for yourself. But I'm not going to lie. Times change. And my perspective has opened a lot more to where. I, is rebuttal the correct word? I would rebuttal against mm. what I said before. And. Before I say exactly what I want to say, I wanted to show you a quick clip from the same show, My Hero Academia, where it's actually the first movie they did, and it's when Deku and All Might fight the main villain at the end. And that one actually kind of like struck me for a bit because I was like, huh, you know, who's there for the heroes when, you know, they need someone? And it made me realize, well, I'm going to cut to the video before I actually say it. <laughs> so. Just you can hear it. To overcome the crisis in front of you. By giving everything you've got. And save people. No matter the cost. That's what makes someone a hero. I'll bring down this entire tower.
So besides that epic ass fight scene, what I want to explain on the part for the video was I've learned that who's there for the heroes when they need help. And before I told you, you know, probably other heroes, but I would add to that instead. Now, who's there for the heroes when they need help or when they're down? I would say the people who the heroes have touched. Kind of similar to that All Might and Deku fight when they take on the main villain. It's because All Might believed in Deku. Believed he could take his place one day. That it made Deku become an aspiring hero himself. You get me? So I would say for my answer is who's there for the heroes when they need help. I would say those people who you created mirror like images of you. Those are the people who will be there for you when you're down because kind of like, you know, the, the sensei and the, <laughs> the cricket, right. You know, the, the you know, <laughs> like the, the great, the grandmaster ninja and mm. the, the new ninja. It's at one point you will replace me. And it's with that belief that the ones who replace you in a good way will always be there for you. And that's one thing I've learned that before I used to say no one's there except for the heroes. But now I'm believing that the ones who will be there for you, they'll just be there for you in different ways. But they'll be the people you were there for once. It's just not the same type of effect that you left on them, but they will have some type of effect on you. But in addition to that, I'm going to ask you the question. Knowing, at least on what I said, can you give like a testimony where you believe that could be accurate or even a testimony against it where you're like, I don't know about that? Well, I was actually going to ask you a question. Oh, okay, go like, ahead. Kind of like a rebuttal. Because, so, you know, what I'm getting from your your explanation and, and the video is, Basically, the way you've touched and, like you said, you know, made, created a mirror image of you being the hero. And now you have, you know, like your underling kind of thing. Like an almighty Deku, yeah. Mm. Now, I see it as in the sense of, to, you know, kind of rebuttal and make you question it. Not everyone has someone they've, you know, talked to or someone they've mm -hmm. done that or vice versa. You know, they've been the, like the the learner or the you know in that sense so what would you say to those people that can't quite relate to the way you're trying to explain it where you know it would be like what is it jedi and padawan or how's it going you know so, so it's like kind of like that i would basically say to them if you don't have someone who you've touched essentially in an emotional, inspirational way. I just <laughs> want to clarify that. That you haven't reached out to, like, at least touch their soul, essentially. That you that in the way I was saying that will be there for you in some type of way. Then I would say you need to find surroundings that are teachable. You get me? We've had this conversation before, but this is regarding something else. You know, I'd rather mm -hmm. say that for a different topic. But I think having people around you who are very much teachable. And I don't mean that in a way like, oh, I'm your teacher, you better listen. No, no, I mean it in a way like they're willing to learn and willing to become. I would tell that to that person, you need to find those people and add them to your circle because those are the ones who everything you've taught them, they've adapted into their lives. So now they're capable of handling 
situations that only you were able to handle. That's one thing I, I would say to them. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, there's people out there that could be introverts and, might, you know, might not have that sense of comfortability to tell people certain things to, in that sense, you know, touch their soul, you know, make them feel some type of way or, you know, have that hero to hero kind of relationship. So that's why, I, you know, I wanted to bring that up and kind of rebuttal towards your explanation. But I'm asking you this. What is a hero? To you. That's objectified, honestly, in uh, my opinion. Yes, yeah, that's why it's so hero to you. Because I understand it's subjective. Hmm. Um, someone who's willing to put himself out there, kind of in, in, in multiple aspects, but putting himself out there for the benefit of others, making sure they're okay, whether it's ment- mentally, physically, emotionally, checking in on people, you know, just being positive and always trying to be uplifting, being the one that's, you know, bringing everyone together, making everyone feel like one instead of, let me, you know, let's let's get a little group together, but then let me push these people away because they're not really our clique or they're not really my inner circle kind of, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, you know, someone who's opening, but also will te- teaching others things that they've learned and aren't afraid to kind of put themselves out there in the sense of telling stories or giving them their like you know some tough past so that people out there know you know maybe they're not alone whether you know depending on the topic but it's just i feel like the reason why i say it's subjectified is because there's so many topics that you can bounce around between that i personally think would be qualified as a hero but it's just someone who can do so many things um for someone or for people and allow those people to feel comfortable and confident around that person to be more of themselves or to be more open or to, you know, actually talk about things that you that they might not talk about with family members, with parents, with siblings, or, you know, they, they kind of like they're hesitant to even think about themselves because they know they'll emotionally feel attacked or, you know, mentally they'll feel drained, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's just me. But, you know, I want to hear your side because I know our minds think differently. I mean, just with the, our answers to the first one, that's very much different. So, but for me, I just think a hero is someone who prioritizes service for others. Kind of like um, how I just said in the video that we just watched, um, slash listened to, uh, which is a hero will risk it all in order to protect others and all with a smile. Mm. You get me? I feel like for me, that's what a hero is. A hero is someone who goes to battle every day, but you will never know they go to battle every day because it doesn't let it doesn't let them affect them when they're around you. But they will go out and battle every day. I, how do you say? It? So I'm gonna give a quick a quick thing. So a hero is like a lobster. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. A hero is like a lobster. Okay. So here's a cool thing about lobsters and the reason why I think like that's very much like a hero and why I think like being a hero, at least as a guy today in modern society, will help you in many ways. Um, but not everyone's capable of being a hero. But being a hero is just like a lobster because of the fact that cool thing about lobsters, when they mate, 
they actually. Where's this story going? So look, okay, I'm a lobster, okay? So, uh, okay, and that's me saying like, I'm a hero, okay? But here's, heroes are, should be, lobsters are just like heroes. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say. Stop interrupting me. All right, lobsters are just like heroes. Why? Because lobsters, when they have to pick a mate, they battle and fight all the lobsters. Like a competition. Like a competition to win over a mate. The one who wins gets all the mates that are around the area. Now, what happens, though, is what's interesting is when lobsters return to their mate and they're about to create an egg or whatever, whatever the hell they make, but they breed. Lobsters actually take off their shell to mate, to create a baby, all that kind of stuff, whatever the, whatever we're going to put in lobster term. But after that's done, their shell grows back. And they go back out and they go mate again. Now I'm not Sounds saying like <laughs> now I'm not saying heroes <laughs> are pimps. I'm saying <laughs> heroes are examples of when you're around a hero and he's in the comfort and he's trying to give you comfort. They take away that hard shell off to be vulnerable with you, kind of how you explained. But when they go out in the real world and have to go battle, they put that hard shell back on. That's why I say heroes are like lobsters because lobsters have to listen, hear me out. Lobsters have to go out in the actual world, put on a hard shell, aka armor, come back and take it off just for the people they care about. Be transparent, be vulnerable. But understanding that when they get back to the real world, they gotta put it back on and they have to be the strength and armor for the people they care about. That's why I see heroes as that, because heroes do the same thing. In moments you need them vulnerable they will be vulnerable to you but when they're out there in the real world they'll put on the armor they don't care there's no such thing as vulnerability they don't there's no such thing as vulnerability for them they go out there they battle the real world and the vulnerability they show is vulnerability for you because sometimes vulnerability is what makes heroes great protectors it lets you know that you can trust and know them so odd reference but mm -hmm. that was one of the things I read from a book, and I just thought, ah, interesting, you know. Because you bring up a fair point, even though, you know, the, the comparison <laughs> is a little <laughs> off-putting. But no, that's in the sense of the hero, you know, kind of like taking off his armor, or opening up and being comfortable with you. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. And just because... It takes a lot for that hero alone just to feel that comfortable and take off that shell or take off that armor that, you know, he was having before to, you know, basically just be comfortable with you and feel like, kind of like at home or at peace and then go back into the real world and put Keep it straight back on. And that's why I think like one of the biggest examples of heroes is All Might and Superman. And I just had a crazy conversation about this that I think answers a good question for who's there for the heroes when they need it most. And if we're honest, nine out of 10 times all the movie shows you see, the ones who are there for the heroes are either the ones that they took their time to put into themselves, that they, they, they like in this case, All Might and Deku. Deku's there for All Might whenever he needs them, if you've noticed. Obviously, Deku had to overcome confidence and all that kind of stuff to really jump in. Mm. But Deku has always wanted to be there for All Might when he needs them. For examples of superhero movies, who's usually there for the for the man, the superhero? 
I don't know. Like sometimes I don't think there's anyone there for them. So here's here's what I find as the interesting part. Majority of the times I see anyone there for the heroes that comes to Marvel or DC movies, it's usually the one that loves them most, and often they're women. Iron Man three, we see that with Pepper and Iron Man. In Superman, if you read the comics or you see the Justice, all that kind of stuff, you understand that our, Superman's biggest weakness isn't. But that's another thing I want to talk about as well, real quick. Because Superman's biggest weakness isn't Kryptonite, it's Lewis Lane. Because that's what he loves most. That's who he loves most. But she's also the person there for him the most. And one thing I've learned is sometimes why I believe that who's there for the heroes and need help the most or when they're down is usually the person who loves them most. It's kind of like they're also biggest weakness, if you get what I mean. Meaning the moment that person becomes in danger, and this is where I side with you mm. on sometimes no one's there for them because the moment the one, the moment the person who's there for them is someone they care about the most, and now they're kind of put in danger, put in a state of, you know, like pressure, all that kind of stuff. Now the hero has to step up again to bring the reassurance or to bring back the control so it so because he cares about them too much he doesn't want to see them in danger the way he's always positioned do you get me mm -hmm. so this is also side with you because of the fact that yes the ones that he took his time to teach and all that kind of stuff is there for him but kind of like all might whenever deku's there all might's more vulnerable but in a dangerous way because now he's he's scared of this per of the person he cares about getting hurt the most because they're not ready to be in that position so this is where I kind of play against myself because yes, there will be people for you, but I just don't believe sometimes they're ready. Um, and the only thing I wanted to touch on for one last question was, we talked about what do you consider a hero? Who's there for the heroes we need them the most? To a real quick testimony of, do you believe you're a hero and do you believe you have someone there for you when you're down? Oh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, it sounded like you. It sounded like you were no, doing statements. It no, didn't sound no, like no. a question. I mean, I mean, a question to you. Uh, do I believe that there's a hero for me in that sense? Do you believe you're a hero? And if you do, do you believe there's anyone for you the moment you're down or the moment you're hurting? All right, guys. Just want to take a little break to introduce our sponsor for today. Our sponsor is Anchor. Anchor is a free app you can find on the App Store or through a website. And I kid you guys not, it has everything you need to make a podcast in one. The tool creations are amazing and it allows you to record and edit your podcast right, right from your phone or your computer, which makes it so easily accessible to do it at home or on the go. And speaking of on the go, sometimes we need our podcast distributed but don't have time to put it onto every single platform. So Anchor will do that for you in an easily accessible way. Uploading it just to Anchor will upload it straight to all the other platforms so your listeners can listen to your podcast. You could even make money on the go as Anchor will pay you for your podcast with no minimum listenership. I, that means you could have anywhere from zero to 100 listeners and Anchor will still pay you. Like I said, you can find the Anchor app on an app store. Anchor spelled A-N-C-H-O-R. Or if you would like to use the website, it's anchor.fm. Feel free to check it out. Feel free to let us know how it is, how it is for your guys' experience. Other than that, you guys, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Peace. I think personally speaking, I don't want to sound 
cocky or sound like I'm. That's a straight up question. Just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer that question as a yes or no. Uh, For me Mm -hmm. being a hero, I would take in the responses of the people around me if they believe I'm a hero or not and go from there. I know I had told you a story I went through uh, with one of my past jobs and a little situation I had. And you had basically, you know, you brought it to my attention. You were like, yeah, like you were like the, the number one. You were like the hero uh, daddy-o, in that daddy-o. job setting. Um, so just a little quick backstory and I'll make it, I'll make it quick and uh, quick and brief. Um, there was some time I was working at a job and I was already half a year in. So I was very comfortable with the majority, if not all of the associates working there. And I was comfortable and I was cool with everyone. But I am the kind of person that I can I can read someone easily and I can tell how, you know, if, if they're okay, if they're happy, if they're going through something. And I am the kind of person to go up and check in on you. I will actually ask you, hey, are you okay? Hey, do you know do you need someone to talk to? This and that. I, I just I just want to make sure you're okay. And if you're not okay, that way I at least I'm aware. So I'm not, you know, kind of making you trying to push your feelings to the side and go above and beyond even though you're not feeling too good to you know that day because i know i've had those days where i'm not feeling okay but you know they expect me to push even more for that day or whatever so you know i understand mm-hmm. and, and, and as as, a, as the receiver you kind of want to just be like you know cut me some slack i'm i'm depressed or i'm you know i have these thoughts or this just happened in my life like so so for me i get it so basically I am, yeah, so I am the kind of person that will check in on you, but I was very comfortable with everyone, so I would just talk to everyone. And, uh, you know, half a year into this job, I was talking to some coworkers, and I was recommended an anime show. And um, this was kind of like when I was jumping back into anime again and, like, deep diving into stuff, and I had a dark past in the sense of suicide. And the show that was recommended to me was upon the topic of suicide and i was like you know what like because it wasn't they didn't give me a, a brief description they just said you need to check the show out you need to yeah they to didn't prepare it. you at all uh-huh and i'm the kind of person where like i started and if i get into it i will just finish it whether i like it i dislike it i disagree and sometimes I even just put it up as background music so that I can say, you know, I, I've I, you know, I watched it. But um, two episodes in and I got I got hooked. But it was because of the connection I then felt upon the character who decided to kill himself. And the whole story, like the whole story was why he did it, the connection between him and his French, like his, his inner circle and that kind of stuff. And... After seeing that, like, you know, I I broke down. I was depressed for two, three days. But I was, like, I was seriously depressed in the sense of, you know, kind of picture someone always checking in on people, always talking, always being positive, always laughing, and just, you know, making time kind of go by fast to now someone that's just present and quiet. And when you look at them, you can tell they're just serious and they don't want to say anything. That was me at work. I was just there to do my job but I wasn't I wasn't talking like I used to be or you know before I wasn't cracking jokes I wasn't you know goofing around I wasn't 
you know, asking people how they were doing this and that. And and it, it literally took just, you know, two, three hours into my shift for people to see that something was up with me. And one of the things that I kind of questioned within the first few days was, is someone actually, say someone actually going to come up to me and ask me if I'm okay or ask me if I'm going through something or just, just come up to me and question me. And, you know, two, two, three days of just, you know, being, being pretty depressed and just very serious and basically just going in, doing my job and, you know, not, not, not doing anything else. I had no one came up to me. No, you know, no fellow associates, no managers, no co-managers. Like, no one came up to me. And by the third day, I said, you know what? Just how I was before, I have to deal with this alone. And that's where I told you, you know, it's like I either have to try and do this myself and handle it myself. And if I feel like I can't do it, then I would have turned to you because I see you as, as a hero, as someone who would, you know, be there to support me, be there to help me, be there to, to get back on my feet. And, you know, by this third day... Can I make a quick note? Okay, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm probably like, man, what's wrong with this asshole? He wasn't there for him at all. First of all, at, during this time of his hardship, I was actually living in my car about two hours away from mm, my work. That's the other okay. thing, yeah. So yeah, he, he so. was like, it, like <laughs> if, if it was to be, if it was for us, for me to kind of reach out to him, be over it would the just be through phone call yeah. or video. That was basically it. Okay, back to him. But, um... So it was kind of like, you know what, let me let me try and handle this like I always do by myself. So by the third day, I had, you know, taken some time after work and just sat down, thought to myself, I'm not going to lie, I retouched a few episodes to understand why I felt so compassionate with the show or, or why it made me feel the way I was feeling. And, you know, just kind of told myself like you know I understand my you know I have a dark past in the sense of what I tried doing before and I understand that I am at a point now where you know before seeing the show like I was happy and I was doing my thing and I was having a good time so it just took a sense of understanding my mental state and emotional state to try and get back on my feet by the next day so the fourth day I was a little more positive, a little more communicative and kind of talking. You could tell, you know, there were still times where, like, I would just stand there and I would get serious or I would just stand there and, like, zone out. So you just kind of just see me just standing there looking at the floor or looking somewhere. Um, but then by the fifth day, that's when I was like, you know what, like, I just I just have to push this to the side and actually go back to it because, you know, go back to being happy, go back to being positive, being who I was before, because if not, like, no one's going to come up to me. No one, there's, you know, there's no other hero that's going to come up and help me out, support me in that, in that sense. And, you know, like Charles pointed out, he was hours away, you know, so he can't just pull up and, you know, so um, comfort me. So by the fifth day, I was a lot better. And by then, that's when I had associates come up to me and they were like, hey, like, you know, I see now you're, you're, you're a little more positive. You're a little more talkative. Like, what happened? And, and, and it was like two or three associates, individual associates that had asked me uh, just to kind of check in on me. And in my head, I said, so you guys 
realize that I wasn't okay. You guys realize that I was different than what I usually am. But no one chose to step up and ask me if I was okay. Ask me, you know, if I was going through something. Just, just question me or come up to me, comfort me, whatever the case was. No one did anything, but they saw that I was going through something. And one of them was the manager. One of them was a very close, uh, you know, close person that I was cool with. And the other one was just someone who's chill, but, you know, like we, we work different shifts, so we don't see each other every so often. But she also saw that I wasn't okay. So each one saw I wasn't okay, but no one chose to, neither of the three chose to step up and ask, you know, actually ask me questions. And so after when they saw, you know, I was a little more positive, I was a little more back to what I was beforehand. So, you know, that, and that was, that was the main reason why I had initially brought up this TikTok towards Charles because when I had told him after meeting up with him, I think it was like, what, five, six days later when you came back for the weekend? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had told him what happened on my end, you know, how I was feeling, what happened, how everything did at work. And that's when he explained to me, like, you know, if, if you want to explain it the way you explained it instead of me trying to... Butcher it. Around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just remember telling him that if there's one thing I've learned is when you're always viewed as the number one person or the hero in people's eyes, it's kind of hard for them to fill in that position when you've always been that position. Imagine a new employee taking over a manager's position because the manager has a heart attack. It's a little extreme, but that's the example I could give. The new employee wouldn't know how to run the business because the manager's always taking care of it. And it's one of those parts that as i would say there's a gift to being a, a number one or hero but there's also a burden and that burden is you have to understand not everyone's ready to take the position you've always filled yeah see, see that's the thing like, I, I wouldn't have said it anyway <laughs> close to the way you said it but that's that's why i i answered your question in the sense of i can't say yes or no as if i'm a hero because like I say, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm cocky. Or I'm putting myself up there, but it's just I'd rather taking the input of the people around me that see me either on a day to day basis or just know me in you know in general, for them to give me a response and for me to be like, you know what, I might not say yes or no, but I have someone who says that I am. In that case, I would classify you as a hero. And just so we could wrap up real quick. Um, no, I would classify you as a hero because one one thing is vulnerability and it takes a lot to share that. You get me? Share it right in front of the camera. That's as bold as it gets, dude. But I don't want to close with a statement as well as a question for everyone out there in this new age. Um, I'll start off with a statement. As I told him, to understand if you're a hero, you need to understand what you're willing to take. And if you're willing to take anything that comes at you or anything that tries to cross you or anyone you love, it's safe to say that's very heroic. But I can't say that that's being a hero. That's for you to see as troubles continue and to see how much more battles you could take. And for a question, when's the last time you checked on the person who always checks on you? That would be my question. 
Oh, you set the bar so high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, statement from my behalf would have to be, you know, anyone, anyone can take up this role. Anyone can be a hero, whether it's to family members, to close friends, to strangers. It, it, you know, there, there's, no, there's no restrictions. There's no closed gate kind of thing. No, anyone can become a hero. It's just, you know, kind of like what Charles said. It's just... How long will you be a hero for? That, and if, you know, if you're open to having a burden that you might not realize you have until you get into put, until you get put into certain situations, that's when it affects you and that's when you question whether you still want to do the same things you've been doing or if you want to kind of shift from that hero spot to something, you know, not, not as... What's the word? not as effective as for the question if you do have someone kind of like with what we mentioned earlier where it's you know the teacher and the and the student if you have someone that is either your teacher or your student question them when it comes to what do you believe qualifies a hero and if you have anyone in your eyes who's a hero. Other than that, you guys, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We carried on a little bit over, but honestly, there's just so much we want to say that we could have gone longer. But mm. other than that, I hope you guys really took something. My name is Charles. And my name is Adio. And this is New Age Podcast. Peace. Peace.